Hey everyone, welcome back to Feminism and Stuff. This is Anjali and today we're discussing abortion. Abortion is going to be September's overall month theme and today's going to be very structured and is going to have a lot of reasons of why abortion should be legal everywhere. Now, when I first set out to actually write this, I didn't think about how many reasons there could be for abortion. I tried to, and I thought about how there honestly weren't that many. But once I really got into the research, I realized that there's actually so many. And whenever you get into an argument with someone, or I actually find this really helpful for this, but um, whenever I get into an argument with someone, I use all of these reasons. And um, today I'm actually going to be following an outline that I wrote for an English class. And this paper is entitled Women's Right to Choose, the Continued Oppression and Silencing of Women. So that's actually, this paper is actually one of the reasons I started this podcast in the first place. So I'm really excited to share this with you guys. So let's get into it. Disclaimer, the incorrect use of the words woman and women should be replaced with anyone with a uterus or childbearing ability or eligibility for an abortion. Okay, so women in the United States face obstacles that block them from receiving abortions. And the obstacles take the form of misinformation and legal restriction, amongst many other things. And although it is often viewed as a political conversation since its legalization in 1973, abortion has always been a morality issue that should be leg- legislated by the individual. The appointment of three new U.S. Supreme Court justices in the last five years has focused an even broader media spotlight on the issue of abortion. With its recent resurgence in the media, Abortion has proven once again to be a controversial issue, with many U.S. senators pushing for an increase in abortion restrictions and the overall banning of abortion. The now 6-3 ratio of conservative to liberal justices currently presiding over the Supreme Court has also led to a push for the overturning of Roe v. Wade, a landmark legal decision that effectively legalized abortion across America. The legalization of abortion has decreased the death rate and advanced women's rights. Abortion should continue to be a legal option for women because its denial maintains the oppression and silencing of women. Okay, so first off, women have the right to decide what happens to their body. The restrictions being placed upon women present an equity issue and prevent the advancement of women's rights. Margaret Sanger, the founder of Planned Parenthood, has said that no woman can call herself free until she can choose consciously whether she will or will not be a mother. That has been quoted from arguments in favor. Women's importance in society has been heavily placed on the fact that they can bear children. And although society's views have progressed thanks to women's rights movements, the bans and restrictions on abortion continue. And unlike men, women become pregnant. Unlike men, women carry the fetus that develops into a child. Children change women's lives as it does men. But unlike men, it is harder for women to walk away. As stated by Catherine Colbert, co-counsel in the landmark Planned Parenthood versus Casey Supreme Court case has reaffirmed Roe v. Wade, this landmark decision of Roe v. Wade not only protects rights of bodily integrity and autonomy, but have enabled millions of women to participate fully and equally in society. That has been quoted from arguments in favor. Abortion affords women the same rights as their men counterparts, and just as men, women are citizens and deserve equity. Additionally, access to abortion is necessary for gender parity. Sarah Weddington, known for representing Jane Roe and Roe v. Wade, has stated, a pregnancy to a woman is perhaps one of the most determinative aspects of her life which is of such fundamental and basic concern to the women involved that she should be allowed to make the choice as to whether to continue or terminate her pregnancy. That is included for arguments in favor. Simply, abortion is a medical procedure for biological females to end pregnancies. 
and abortions allow women to continue to live their lives the way they want. Women should have the choice of whether to have an abortion or not. Abortion allows women to participate fully and equally in society. Women have the right to decide their future and decide what happens to their own bodies. Hence, they have the right to have a choice. So I did touch on this topic slightly during the abor- Texas abortion law episode, and I did say I can go on for hours about it, but don't worry, it's only going to be a few minutes. Now, in my opinion, this is like one of the biggest problems, like this is one of the biggest reasons that you should be paying attention to. So the government has no right to dictate what happens to a woman's body, and the government is composed of politicians, not doctors. Politicians are misinformed or blinded by their own personal beliefs, and they place legal restrictions opposing medical consult given by doctors. And to add on, David Brown, an attorney for the Center for Reproductive Rights, says that in 23 states, so-called informed consent laws dictate that providers give women seeking an abortion facts, and that's in air quotes, about the procedures written by lawmakers that don't have any medical backing. And that is from Robert Moscatello. Lawmakers are making uninformed, non-medical-backed opinions and calling them facts. To further the argument, Ronald Humans, an MD and OBGYN, who is also an abortion provider in Kansas, says the handbook is set up to try and make patients feel guilty. That's from Rob Moscatello. Lawmakers are abusing their positions of power and pushing an anti-choice agenda. Women who choose to not get an abortion as a result of the facts given by the politicians have their choice taken away from them. Only when people are fully informed of true and real facts do they make their choice. In addition, what many lawmakers call 20 weeks of pregnancy, your doctor calls 22 weeks. Bob and Moscatello. The politicians creating bans and restrictions on abortions are uneducated on the subject, which leads to unaligned information. Unaligned information leads to more problems for the people trying to get abortions. Ergo, politicians are making ignorant laws on abortion and misinforming the public. Look, while an abortion itself is unlikely to harm an individual, being forced to carry a pregnancy to term may. Abortion does not harm women or their futures. Robert Eumanns, MD and OBGYN, who is also an abortion provider in Kansas, has stated the incidence of infertility in women who have had abortions is no greater than that of women who haven't. That is from Rob Moscatello. Abortion allows women to live their lives the way they want on their terms. If a woman decides later on in life she would like to have a child, she may do so without her chances of becoming pregnant being impacted by her previous abortion. Additionally, both ACOG, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, and the National Cancer Institute have concluded that there is no link between abortion and breast cancer risk, a position supported by numerous studies, including a 2007 Harvard University study that followed more than 100,000 women for 10 years. That is from Rob Moscatello. As evidenced by the study, abortion does exactly what it is supposed to do, without long-term side effects. Moving along, women who are forced to carry pregnancies to term are likely to develop and suffer from long-term mental illness. As said by Dr. Jennifer Conti, an MD and OBGYN, who is also a family planning fellow at Stanford University, there is no negative psychological effect of an abortion. The concern should be for women who have had an unwanted pregnancy and are forced to carry it to term. That is from Rob Moscatello. To add on, arguments against abortion include points of saving a life, but the women carrying the actual pregnancy have been overlooked. The lack of concern has led to oppressive anti-abortion laws. Anti-abortion laws have led to women being forced to carry unwanted pregnancies to term, and with the pregnancies, women's mental health deteriorates. According to a 2013 University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill study, 
women are forced to carry unwanted pregnancies to term are four times more likely to suffer from postpartum depression along with long-term depression. That is from Rob Moscatello. Moreover, the mental illness developed as a result of forced pregnancies stay with men for the rest of their lives. Their quality of life is gone along with their freedom when forced to carry the pregnancy to term. Consequently, although abortion does not harm women, not having access to abortion does. Making abortion illegal will not decrease abortion attempts. It will only make them less safe and lead to an increased incidence of death. In 1957, Marie got an abortion when they were illegal. Her boyfriend and a gangster took her to a rundown area in Youngstown, Ohio. In the interview, she said the next day the pain started. The cramps were terrible, unlike anything I've ever experienced. Aspirin did nothing for the pain, but I didn't call the doctor. After about two days of severe cramping, I began to hemorrhage and did miscarry. I remember going into the bathroom and having blood clots pour out of me. The blood was very dark, almost black. There was blood all over the bathroom floor. It was frightening. The illegality of abortion forced people like Marie to resort to illegal and unsafe abortions. The illegal procedure is painful and frightening. Despite its illegality, Marie did seek an abortion and successfully obtain one. There will always be women seeking abortions and people willing to perform them. Having the status of abortion be illegal only increases the mortality rate of the procedure. In addition, bans and restrictions on abortion have led to more than half of the 80 million unintended pregnancies per year resulting in abortion, nearly 20 million of which are performed in unsafe conditions each year worldwide, killing 78,000 women and filling hospital wards with women suffering debilitating illnesses from the procedures. To elucidate, the bans and restrictions have created a domino effect. Bans and restrictions on legal abortion lead to illegal abortion. Illegal abortion has an increased risk and a higher probability of going wrong. The unsafe conditions in which illegal abortions are performed lead to the deaths of tens of thousands of women and the suffering of many more. Furthermore, in a 1976 article titled Illegal Abortion in the United States, 1972-1974, researchers from the Center for Disease Control examined national abortion data from the three years surrounding the rulings of Roe v. Wade. They estimated that the number of legal procedures in the country plummeted from around 130,000 to 17,000 between 1972 and 1974. The number of deaths associated with illegal abortion decreased from 39 to 5 in that same time period. As the number of legal procedures dramatically decreased, so did the death toll. Legalized abortion was a step in the right direction. We have lived with the guidance Roe v. Wade for nearly half a century and has protected women from injury and death as healthcare professionals, we believe that reversing Roe v. would be a grave mistake and contrary to the health interests of women in this country. And we strongly advise that this landmark decision should remain the law of the land in every state. That is a quote from the American Board of Obstetrics and Gynecology. A range of medical professionals from different organizations came together to write the aforementioned quote in the New England Journal of Medicine. Essentially, medical professionals who have dedicated their lives to the field believe the ruling of Roe v. Wade, which debates a medical procedure, should remain in effect. As acknowledged, the ruling stands in the best interest of women. The ruling protects women from injury and death. Accordingly, legal abortion makes for safer conditions and lower death rates. Abortion should be available to all women despite the circumstances. But abortion should be irrefutably be allowed for women who are pregnant as a result of rape, incest, or if the pregnancy endangers the mother's life.
In response to bans on the grounds that fetuses feel pain at 18 to 20 weeks, when in actuality, medical backing says at 29 to 30 weeks, GOP presidential candidates, including Senators Ted Cruz and Marco Rubio, have suggested they would support a national ban on abortion after 20 weeks, but no exceptions for women who are raped or victims of incest, which is quoted from Rob Moscatello. The aforementioned ban is a problem and should not be allowed for the reasons that it ignores medical findings and, although the vast majority of women who want to abort don't wait, among those who do, the reasons include fetal anomalies discovered midway through pregnancy, danger to a woman's health, and emotional trauma after rape or incest, which is also quoted for Rob Moscatello. To elaborate, U.S. Senators support and are working towards bans that work against victims. Some are facing trauma and are being told they have a small window to process the trauma and make a decision. Further fetal anomalies are found further along in pregnancy, which is restricting women to a small window of time to make their decision, if they even have the choice at all due to bans. Equally important, rape victims will birth and be forced to look the product of the worst moment of their life. The option of ever moving on will permanently be eliminated. Women will be trapped in the worst moment of their life for the rest of their life. As well, mothers who face pregnancies that endanger their lives should be given the choice of an abortion. In the case, both will most likely die when they do not have to. As stated by Dr. Yehim Alani, who is an MD and obstetrician and also a gynecologist in Elmhurst, Elmhurst, New York, in 1972, the year before Roe v. Wade, the rate of maternal mortality in the United States was 34 deaths for every 100,000 births. In 1973, after the legalization of abortion, the rate declined by 50%. After the legalization of abortion, the childbirth mortality rate decreased. Although it is an extremely emotional and complicated decision to make, women were able to survive thanks to access to abortion. Therefore, abortion should be allowed to, but in dubitality for victims of rape, incest, or if the pregnancy endangers the mother's life. There's also a point to be made about the separation of church and state. So the fact that the U.S. is, like, church and state are separated. Any religious standings or any attempts to use religion to go against abortion shouldn't be viable in our law because our church and state are separated. And overall, women are owed the right to choose. Women are members of society and should be treated as such by being allowed to dictate the medical procedures their body undergoes. The government is uneducated and ignorant when it comes to mandating laws against abortion. The knowledge of the doctors who have been in the obstetrics, gynecology, and or family planning field should be applied when abortion laws are considered. Abortion does not cause women long-term harm. Being forced to carry a pregnancy to term can cause women to develop long-term mental illness. Making abortion illegal does not stop abortions, but in turn increases the number of women dead and injured from the procedure. Abortion should be incontestably allowed for women who are pregnant as a result of rape, incest, or if the pregnancy endangers the mother's life. Abortion should be available to all, regardless of the situation. Thank you, and that concludes our episode. Thank you for listening, and please remember to follow underscore feminism stuff on Instagram and DM us with any episode ideas, comments, or interest to be on the show. Here is next time on Feminism and Stuff.